from Panama City, August 19-2019, from your favorite speakers, Maria Mrada, Ana Victoria Robleda, and Gina Chiedetti. This is The Talk, Race Edition. Let's go back to 1806, where race was judged in a more radical way. Where a person born to a slave woman was a slave, and a person born to a free woman was free. Three generations of slave women sued for freedom in Virginia, on the grounds that they come from free women. They couldn't prove this, so the Virginia law established a test to analyze their facial features to see if they were free or if they were slaves. In Virginia law, in this time, Blacks were slaves and white and Indian people were free. So, the way that the court decided who was black and who was white and who was free and who was a slave was by looking at the physical features of each person. If you were black, you had a flat nose and woolly head of hair and if you were white, you had long and straight hair. It's unbelievable how things were in those years, how people could go through these situations in which their lives depended on their race and physical features, how your color determined if you were going to have a good life with rights and opportunities or a life of slavery, suffering every single day and being judged by everyone. Nowadays, we can see the results of these events from past years, and even though inequality has decreased, it remains alive. If in the present day there's still a lot of inequality, not only in race but also in gender and sex, I can't imagine how it was in the past where they took these radical measures to determine people's lives. This reading emphasized the power of race. Human ancestry and appearance still influence whether we are figuratively free or enslaved. Race and dominates our personal lives and it manifests itself and permeates our politics. Now, I want to talk a little bit about race from a point of view of biology. Talking about that, I've heard that race has to do a lot with what's genes and blood. Is this true? Actually, one's race is not determined by a single gene or gene cluster, as if, for example, in the sickle cell anemia. I've heard that term many times before, but I never knew what it meant. Can you explain it to me? It's like a group of blood disorders typically inherited from a person's parent. People tend to confuse different physical characteristics and aspects of people as races when there exists a certain amount of races around the world. Which are the main races? According to the scientists, the origin races are along white, black, and yellow. European imagination of the Middle Ages said that there are three more races, the Cassoid, the Negroid, and the Mongoloid. The people of the American continent are excluded from the three major races and political reasons, and they are not in the scientifics. Now that we enter this topic about the knowledge of race, its evolution, and its importance, I want to talk more about it. When we talk about racial illusions, we refer to the view people have about race. What people 
think is that they know a lot about what's race, but what they don't know is that they don't actually know race that much. They are called racial illusions because they are pictures that people have about race when race is actually another thing. For example, we can see the Congress understanding of race that is based on a 1988 idea that says that racial group means a set of individuals whose identity is distinctive in terms of physical characteristics or biological descent, as we mentioned before. With this, we can see how people have this idea and this mentality from the past that, of course, doesn't exist anymore because it has evolved. On the other side, there's the court, which is the opposite from the Congress. And if instead of focusing on physical characteristics and biological descent, they abandon biological notions of race in favor of a sociopolitical conception that said that clear-cut categories do not exist. Now, the traits that we mentioned before about the different kinds of hair and the different shapes of noses that were chosen to characterize races have been criticized as having little biological significance. The final idea proposed by the court was that blood was a metonym for race, meaning that blood and race were connected or related. Wow, I hadn't realized all the different factors that are related to race. It's surprising the infinite amounts of interpretations about what's race, how it affects society, how it determines society, and how it has evolved. This is why this topic is very complicated. But you know, it is interesting to see the different points of views that people have about this. Just as we saw with the Congress and the court and the differences between their theories and thoughts about race. And it is understandable because now I come to realize the great amount of factors that are involucrated in this topic and the influence of race. Now let's talk about racial formation. What is it? Well, basically, race is a social construction and human interaction must be the source and base for racial categorization and formation. That makes a lot of sense, now that I think about it. Actually, race is not a determinant of other social phenomenon. Instead, it stands on its own as the process of competing social forces. Exactly. That's why race is such an important topic that needs to be talked about. In fact, there are four important factors of the social construction. 1. Humans, rather than abstract social forces, produce races. 2. As human constructs, races constitute a whole social fabric, including gender and class relations. 3. The meaning systems surrounding race change very quickly. And 4. Races are constructed against one another, not in isolation. Wow, I didn't know that. Something I do know is that racial formation is divided in two levels. The macro level, which involves the influence on social structure and politics, such as court decision, as we mentioned in the introduction, and the micro-level, which involves all of the daily activities and customs we follow. We have talked about all the different factors that are included in the topic of race, from racial formation to racial illusions to race, 
from the point of view of biology. With everything we have discussed about race, we can see the great amount of factors and the great amount of things that we have to consider while talking about what's race. For example, all the factors that we have to include, all the society and how they influence in what's race and how race influences them, and how in the past this was way more radical, but it still remains now. So it is a very important topic to discuss and to talk about because nowadays it still remains. And it's, it is something important that we have to better each day. Condemnation, but no cries of racism. After Donald Trump said that four congresswomen of color should go back to their countries, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau responded with his vision of a nation of refuge. Uh, if you're not happy here, then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love it. But if you're not happy in the U.S., if you're complaining all the time, very simply, you can leave. You can leave right now. Come back if you want. With this, you can see what I mean when I say that this is a very serious situation. How in different countries, different presidents have some thoughts and some ideas and some opinions about what's race that should not be what they are right now. So that's why I say it's so important to talk about this topic because we cannot allow this to go on anymore. We have to make this better. We have to improve. And that's why I hope I really, really hope that someday we can make this better for these people. I feel like race is a very controversial topic. And that compared to 1806, we have improved, but it's still very controversial and people are not treated equally, which is something that is not good at all. We should improve in that and treat everyone the same and not be like the people from before that judged everyone for the color of their skin. I believe that's not something we can judge a person on. We have to know them, their personality, know their actions, know their way of being before we can judge them, not only by looking at the color of their skin. We've now come to an end of this edition. Don't forget to tune in for our next one. And we'll see you soon on The Talk. Talk.